Yo, what's up, everybody? What's going on, everybody? Episode 124. They just keep going up. And I keep getting stoked because I'm shocked we got over 100. Now we're at 124. So here we go. There's nowhere else to go but up, like Miguel said, to the top. That's right. How you doing, Austin? You doing good? I'm doing good. How are you doing? We're back doing this way again you. now. You're back on the other side of the country. Back on the other side. We just had a live together. Now we're doing live across the coast to coast. But Technology it's good these days. Technology, it's amazing. <laughs> and uh, yes, we have a very, very special guest um, for this one. I'm very excited to talk to this person. I've known this person for a long time. And she has such a long history in skating that it's going to be cool to go through everything. But um, as you know, I have to do something before every episode. So please, if you don't follow on us, follow us on all of our social media platforms. Please, if you have a, a Facebook, give us a like. If you have a, a YouTube, you can subscribe and hit the notification bell. Uh, you can leave a comment, you can share, all that stuff helps the algorithm. If you have an iTunes, you can give us a five-star rating, you can give us a review if you like what you're hearing. And we also have a Patreon. You can be a Patreon for as little as $3 a month. And once you become a Patreon, you have access to exclusive content that has trick tips, we call them inside outs, we have three pieces, we have section reviews with our guests, we watch sections that they had in the past and we, have, uh, we talk about it, we listen to their commentary on everything. And we also do giveaways every month. If you are a Patreon, you are automatically uh, subscribed to a random drawing where you get to win something from our online store, whether it's a t-shirt, it's a five panel hat, a, a mug, you know, all the stuff. So that is my spiel for this week. Thank you very much for listening to it. And please, if you like the show, do all those things. It really helps us we, and we appreciate it very much. We appreciate it very much. Very good job, Billy. We uh, now I gotta do I gotta do my little spiel now, even though I don't really have a spiel. But let's jump into the WTF this week. We have uh, I don't know his actual name, Gribs, aka Ghost Boobs, with uh, wheel slide, fast slide. What would you call that? Um, I think it's Briggs on on his page. Briggs. Okay. Called, I would say that's a toe slide. Right, like a, a toe, a toe roll slide, a cess slide, toe roll cess slide. Um, <laughs> he wrote in the comments that it was a, a nose blunt. Funny. So, what do you think in the comments? What would you call that? That is a pretty WTFy kind of trick. I love that one. That one's really cool. That's like a very um, Sean Keen esque type of trick. I feel like he would be the only other person that would picture doing a trick like that. Mm -hmm. And like uh, a really strong leg for that one, strong toe, strong calf. Foot. Strong calf. Yeah, like a whole strong area right there. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Sean Keen, we'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor for this episode, Blank. Uh, everybody check out the new Sean Keen Pro Model Blank Skate. And um, it's available worldwide now in select sizes. Let's hear from the man himself, Sean Keen. Hey, what's up? This is Sean Keen. My new Pro Skate is now available worldwide. Full sizes coming this summer. Go Rollerblade. See, see, you don't need me to tell Perfect. you. We got the man himself to tell you. But everyone check out yep, uh, at Blank Rolling Products on Instagram. Give them a follow. Check out the website. Link in the description below. Thank you, Blank, for sponsoring this episode. A lot of good stuff for them to come this year again. We promised you last year they delivered. They're going to do it again this year for 2022. So thank you, Blank. And thank for you, anybody Blank. who missed out on last week's episode with uh, number 123 with Jose Disla, uh, I just want to share a few comments because we had a great time with that. Like Billy said, we were together in the studio. It was nice to have you yeah, back in New York, Billy. Really. 
yeah, it was really fun getting to nice. chat with an old friend, an old legend of New York. Um, first comment from Pavements for Pillows, who said, absolutely love listening to all this skate history. NYC still a huge influence. Well, I can't disagree with you on that one. I'm still repping NYC myself. <laughs> Maybe if I influence one person, that'll, that'll count as an influence. But um, <laughs> Lord Brian also said, Jose and the D clan laid an important foundation for all of us upcoming in New York around the same time. Great brothers, great friends, great men. Truly appreciated this one indeed. Well, thank you, Lord Brian. Uh, he always has a good thing to say. Obviously, friends of uh, Jose Disla and the D clan too. So if you haven't already, check out episode 123 with Jose Disla. Yeah, that was a really good one. I was stoked to have Jose on. Known him forever, 25 years, longest time. And he's just like been there skating the whole time, representing. The episode was so good. So much Went love. through a lot of history. So if you didn't get an opportunity to check that out, check that out. He talks about skating from since like 1988. 80s, so yeah. That was, really, that was really, I was like, wow, that's pretty hard to beat that. But yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and for anybody this weekend who's going to be in... Miami, check out the Frankie Morales Invitational. You want to talk about That's that? That's right. That's yeah, right. The Frankie weekend. Morales Invitational this weekend. How can I forget? I'm sorry about that, Frankie. <laughs> Big one coming up this weekend down in Miami, April 2nd. Go check it out. A lot of people going down. Uh, huge list of confirmed riders going down there already. He had a big one in the, uh, when was it? I think that was October or September. I don't know. He had, he had one a few in the fall. It was a big yeah. one. He's doing it again in the spring. So twice the competition. It went off last time. Hopefully it doesn't rain. It's going to go off again either way if it rains, if it doesn't. But imagine if it doesn't because the last one went off and it was raining for the whole final. So this one should be really sick no matter how you slice it. They're going to have quad skating. They're going to have inline skating. It's going to have a bunch of stuff. So check it out this weekend. And that park looks ridiculous, by the way, too. Like... I don't, I've never really seen, I guess it's a newer park, but it reminded me of Winter Clash vibes, like the way it had like the balcony across and everything like that, all the different rooms and shit. Um, it looked like a really cool place to be regardless of whether you're there for the competition or not. So should make the event even better. But everyone, yeah, go check that out this weekend if you're in the Miami area. And if you're not, try to make it a, a, a chance to go down there because I'm sure it's going to be a really sick event. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's always a nice time to go to Miami, you know? Always. Yeah. And... Anything else at the top of the show? Do we do we miss anything, Billy? Let me see. I think that's everything. I think that's everything too. I'm ready to move on with our guest because it's going to be a really I'm great super show. Super stoked! Very Hi, excited. Everybody, please welcome to our show, Fallon Heffernan Giambo. <laughs> oh, gotta adjust. Uh oh. Hey. What's yes, up? Yes, welcome. Uh oh, no. I'm here, I'm here, hey! <laughs> it's yes. flipped backwards. So Left nice to see you guys again. It's been forever. Oh, yeah, good to see you. It's nice flipped, to see huh? It's nice to uh, catch up. Yeah, and right on. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, right, thanks for coming yeah, on. for sure. I mean, I'm super honored. Oh, my pleasure, man. Thank you, guys. Hell yeah. Um, I, Last time I saw you was at the Blade Cup. Uh, it was brief, but um, it's it's been, you know, I've been seeing you skate and traveling with you for a long time skating and seeing you involved in skating from from such an early age and there's so much stuff i want to get into with you especially during women's month being such like a pioneer as a woman and uh trailblazer through all the times and uh you know competing with the guys the all these supergirl events the x games all these things 
But um, I'm curious to know because I know uh, you started really early, like I think 1995, and started in, in and started in Florida. So what was it like uh, the beginning, being introduced to skating, or how was your introduction to coming into skating in this world? Oh, well, um, I, well, at three years old, I would go to the roller rink, you know, for like every single weekend, the full four hour session and like hold the wall the whole time, loved it for some reason. And, you know, just rocking it. And my parents were like, that chick's never going to be able to skate, but she loves it, you know? (laughs) And, uh, and then, (laughs) and then like four years later, you know, I kept doing it like all the time. I just went, even though I sucked at like, like so crucial. And, uh, and then my older brother and my mom skateboarded at uh, Kona Skate Park. It's pretty legendary where the Panhandle Pow Wow is. Uh, that's where I okay. grew up skating. And, um, yeah, so I went there and, like, huge squad of pros, like, old school, a lot of names that you might remember, like Katie Brown, Tyler Shields, VRL Popa, uh, Maxi Broom, like, and then Frankie would come up all the time, you know, from Miami. And uh, it was just like this huge like rollerblader like like just shredded up park like how we see like scooter riders taking over a park you know that was Kona with all the rollerbladers and I just went to watch my older brother and mom skateboard and uh and I saw this guy Andy Janbeck who is a good friend of mine and he I think he got a shot in Daily Bread magazine once but um he he was killing it and I saw him do like a 360 out of this big launch thing there this 28 foot concrete drop and I just told my dad yo I want to do that and my dad was like all right I was like that was cool as hell and he went to Toys R Us and got me some purple and black Veriflex skates and then he like rigged them up with grind blocks and like shaved stuff out and like it would be 72 millimeter like hyper fat boys on the outside and then I just started and I loved it and I took longer than everyone to learn how to do anything but I was hanging with the boys and trying to keep up and uh, I just never looked back. Um, and when I was seven, I guess it's like around 94, 95. Uh, and then I got invited onto the pro tour in uh, 2000 so, or 99 to go into the 2000 pro tour. So um, I don't know. I just loved it and fell in love and just didn't want to stop. So that's where I'm at now and why I haven't ever stopped. It, it, it all started then. But yeah, roller skating was a part of my first true true deep love and and extreme sports for sure because uh you know it was my first time on wheels but i fell in love with little blading hard the second i put them on my feet yeah. that's uh that's really cool I, I remember hearing part of your story that uh that that tyler was trying to convince your parents to get you into competing <laughs> right oh yeah 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 that's real important to mention so tyler you know, the big dog. He was, he was king of Kona. He was king of Jacksonville. Everything, dude. Started from, you know, not having a lot. And, like, he was on the ASA Am tour and, like, and knew the whole system because back then there was this crazy system. It was really rad. It's, I, I probably like a lot of, like, skateboarding events now where you go up through, like, regionals and locals and then nationals and then international world finals amateur to get invited onto the pro tour and whatnot i didn't know anything about that because i was just skating for fun and i guess uh tyler thought that i was doing pretty good because i learned an alley top soul at like 11 years old and 
uh, that's still my favorite trick in the world. And, wow. um, and he was like, no chicks are doing out. Yeah. <laughs> and he came up to my dad, right? Tyler Fields did this pro vert guy. Right. And he's just like, yo, like, and he's, he's only like 14 at the time too. I was like 11. He was like 14. And he was like, dude, no girls are doing alley-oop topsoles on the pro tour. you got to get her into this tour. And he told my dad how to get me into the ASA pro tour events. And, and my dad looked it all up, being the dedicated father he is, and uh, he made it happen with hardly anything, you know? And, um, and yeah, it was all up from there. It was cool. How many years were you skating That's at awesome. that point? Uh, I mean, like, at skate park, five four and a half five okay years but i mean i'm talking i'm talking 10 hours a day and you know 10 to 10 in the summer and as soon as i got off school at three o'clock until you know five minutes after closing every single day that whole like ten thousand hours to make an expert thing like that's legit because i was so bad and i just put in so many hours that finally i started to feel it you know you all know, I mean, you both know more than anyone how, like, you finally, like, something just clicked for you. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I was just doing it for fun, though, and just trying to keep up with the boys. And and Tyler came and was a little birdie in my dad's ear, and he made it happen. And so, I don't know. My whole life is entirely shaped by rollerblading because of this conversation with this guy, Tyler Shields, who's now, like, the celebrity photographer. And, like, it's bizarre, you know? And then my dad's investment into me. And, like, but, you know, that one conversation, it's just wild. I would have never known. I lived in Jacksonville, Florida. No one knew what that was, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I just never would have known without that conversation. And without the digital age, of course, you know? Totally. Oh, that that's so cool. And it's crazy to hear that you started at, like, such a young age, like, going to school, going after school every day, like, and then by the time you're 11, like doing like top level tricks, especially at the time. Mm-hmm. And I guess like eventually along the way, you started competing and I was looking into your stuff and you skated the X Games, you know, like a lot of skaters who skate these days don't <laughs> have no association with the X Games. Like it's like only like the old school skaters that know like, yeah. oh, well, I remember we were in the X Games or like the newer skaters like hear about it. But you competed in the X Games in 2001 and you yeah. won a silver medal. What, what was that like? Oh, man, it's mind-blowing. The whole thing, though, like, there's so much backstory to it, too. But, like, skating alone, yo, I pulled up to Philly, and not knowing what to expect, I was like, I don't even think I was a year into being on the ASA Pro Tour. I'm going to my first X Games. Motocross just came out, and I was always watching it on TV. Like, why is this taking all the spotlight? This is, like, lame, like, whatever. But then I pulled up into that parking lot at the Philly X Games, and I saw the first thing I saw was like legit, like a football field size launch of a motocross guy here heard like all this cheering. And I was just like, Whoa, shit, this is real. Like what's my life right now? I'm 13. Yo, I wasn't even in high school. And, and then I got there and, uh, and I was like, I had this big crush on Vin Diesel before I knew that I was a lady lover. And, uh, and I was just sitting in the pro lounge, you know, and Vin Diesel came up on the screen and I went to like one of the people that, you know, the staff that helped there. And I was just like, where is he right now? Like a creep. And she told me and he was like right outside and I went out and I was just like, what's up? I'm competing. And then he was sweet and like picked me up off my skates and hugged me and like just, you know, the whole moment was crazy. And when I finally took to the course and, and people were like, screaming for me and it was 40,000 people that year 
like I, I I don't think I knew what I was in to be honest it was surreal and I was 13 and I just thought this was what was supposed to be this is this is I'm supposed to be here and this is how it is now I didn't know what the pressure was I didn't feel that pressure like like you can start to feel later in age you know and um and then I think you know the highlight moment was up on the screen the people the announcers and stuff go out into the crowd and uh you know before the event like just to hype people up and ask who their favorite skater is out there while the girls were practicing everyone's saying fabiola 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 duh yeah my favorite skater too you know whatever and mm-hmm. then there's this group of five little kids and i'm just in the middle of trying a new trick and the the lady comes up and said who are you rooting for like who's your favorite skater out there and they said fat and i'm like mid like going in like trying to approach a rail and then they said when instead of viola and i was like what and i think that's when it kind of hit me <laughs> you know uh, and now to this day like i <laughs> i know i didn't know like like i wasn't famous i wasn't anybody i was just like you know there and inspiring kids and i was like yo i got a platform and i gotta i gotta do this hard um, and then, you know, there's other stories. I don't know. I don't want to go on too long, but like, then there's funny things like, cause that's the day I met you, Billy, when you were just a kid named fish, you know? Yeah. That was then at Philly X games. <laughs> I didn't know you went to Philly X it games. It was, Billy. and it was the day before yeah. my, I, I, I had two and a half hours of sleep that night. <laughs> wow. I remember that. Yeah. We went down it with was like, crazy. Uh, yeah, we went down with like Kelly. You went down with Kelly Matthews. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we went down with, like, Khalil. I remember that. Like, that was a huge course, too. Yeah. And, like, they had so many people. And I remember that, like, that you got second. That was incredible. And, yeah, you were so little. You were, like, again, like, what, 13? Yeah, and, like, I was a huge, scrawny little 13-year-old. Yeah, but... I don't know, but like, look, like Takeshi just blasted, and I saw him doing that, being tiny and young, and I was yeah. like, there must be some sort of like mental physicist like technique behind this, like, and I got too analytical, being like the weirdo that I am, like most rollerbladers are, you know, and just tried to figure out where they pump, where they squat, and uh, I didn't want these bigger ramps to hold me back, and I actually ended up, uh, I think, you know, scoring well on the amplitude points for most of my competitions, you know, and, um, and I, I, I don't know, anyone can do shit. You just got to figure it out. And it takes hours. It takes, it takes tons of hours to get into and, and figure out transitions, you know? Yeah. How did that make you, I'm just curious. Cause like you got thrown into like the ring right there. You're meeting celebrities all of a sudden, you know, you're skating the X games. You're, there's 40,000 yeah. people there. Like that's huge. That's unheard of these days. No skaters meet celebrities these days. <laughs> like we skate in front of like a thousand, 2000 yeah. people sometimes at events. Now it's like way different. Like, yeah. did you leave that contest? Like feeling like, like, fuck yeah, this is like, it's mine now. Like were you just like on top of the world at that point? Did like, how motivating was it? Like, how did that change everything? Yeah. Okay. So motivating is definitely the key word. Like it motivated me to be like, yeah, this is my journey. This is my way out of like, you know, a lower middle class, borderline poverty, like lifestyle and my family. And like, this is like, cause like, you know, rollerbladers got paid back then. It was cool. And I was 13 and, and that just all this freedom and, 
um you know like it, I just I felt it and I was like this is the path I gotta do and I'm safe and uh, you know I'm taken care of and these are real people and I'm like yeah you crave that crowd like I think that was something that was a pitfall and like something really cool about just the way that I compete is that I crave that crowd roar so much even more so necessarily than the score so um hearing that was addicting for sure it was hella addicting hearing the crowd cheer when it during my runs and during the podium uh you know uh announcements and then I think you know when when it it felt real real surreal is whenever I had to get like 11 different interviews in a row in different languages with translators and I was 13 and I was just like yeah I guess this is my life now you know <laughs> yeah I mean I mean how real is that but that's I was, just dude, like when you're in that situation, you're just like, yo, this is so real. Like, you know, you're just like, there's Vin Diesel. He just picked me up, yes. sc- hugged me, wished me luck. I went out there. Yeah. I, got, I got second. Like, like my you know, crush at the time, too. <laughs> and, and, there, and there was money up there because I, I remember I remember Kelly got like 10. Yeah. And she still got like a grand. And I was like, damn. damn. So, like, there was like money <laughs> yeah. up top at the yeah, X yeah. Games. And, and then they, yeah. uh, you know, like you said, there's translators and, and, and all this stuff. It's it. insane, huh? K two doubled yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and K two doubled it. Yeah, they doubled wow. it, and gave me a bonus of this like twenty five hundred dollar mountain bike and shit. Like it was oh, wild. Shit. Wow, <laughs> and, and here you are, thirteen. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I, when, I, when I was thirteen, I was working for five dollars yeah. at the bagel store. Never, yeah, bar, never. Had know? And I was pumped, by the way. <laughs> but damn, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. That's why it was it went fast though because i was i was so close to 16 you know so uh it went it went quick like the second i got my learner's permit i had to buy a, a typical little you know 15 year old girl car to buy a little white jetta and like but it was like lowered with like white rims and like you know oh, yeah. i went wild with my money because there's no there's no trust fund with these thrill-seeking crazy skaters you just the kid yeah. just gets the check and you walk out there is no adult signature nothing you know and if the bank yeah. is going to cash it they cash it and uh yeah and i bought like a go ped a motorized scooter at first which was like a thousand bucks back in the day i remember that was my first winning you know money and like you know i just i was an impulsive kid and got my hands on money and then you think it's always going to be there right like you yeah. think when you're in it like this is going to be here for a long time or forever so uh, yeah, no, but it was, but it was cool just to have just to have things. You know, when my parents worked so hard to try to get me anything at all, and then I could be like, "Yo, no, nah, it's cool, I got it." Like you know, that's cool. It was rad. Yeah, but yeah, also again, like how are you gonna money? I hate to talk about the money part, but you know, no, like, but, the money but part. Real. But it was a factor for my for for my journey. Yeah. No, that's that's yeah. that's that's real, and like. Look, there's a lot of people who are like mid twenties, mid thirties, and they and they don't know how to manage money. So when when you're a teenager and you're getting this kind of money from skating, it's like of course you're gonna like yeah. be like a little get a little wild with it. You know, I think that just comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, so you continue yeah. to go on and, and do these like competitions and like live this life like for like ten years. I was like looking at all the competitions you did like from like X Games on. I was like ten years of competing. You were like winning. You you won a Winter Clash. You were traveling around the world. So, so your whole like 13 on up from like, basically like just your adolescence, all your teen years, like up into your like yeah. early twenties, you're just competing and dedicated to, to rollerblading. What was that like? Uh, I mean, 
I like now I look back at it and think it was weird, but uh, but like something I would never ever erase from my life, good and bad, anything that came of it in any direct or indirect way, you know. But back then it was just like I just thought it was normal and that hanging out with 16 to 30 year olds was just a normal thing for an eighth grader and uh, traveling the world alone, you know, when my parents couldn't come. You know, obviously because sponsors don't fly your parents out, you know, and uh, and like I just I just got to party and have fun and meet all the best people in the world and like that's just that's just the coolest thing about the extreme sports community is you you don't have to know anything about a person except for that you have a shared love of the same thing and then you just start vibing and your family and um, I stayed at strangers' houses on their couches like you know did all that that all of us have done uh you know from the old school days and I was just a kid and I was just seeing the world and I, I didn't know what I had and and how awesome it was at the time I was just loving I mean I was living life but now I look back and I'm like shit rollerblading gave me a lot and and it was it really is all rollerblading wild why, why did you say it was weird when you look back at it now well, because now, like, now that I'm trying to have kids with my wife, like, <laughs> like, my kid isn't going anywhere with no 16 to 30-year-old wild-ass Billy O'Neill's <laughs> and Austin's and going alone on tour. <laughs> Hell no. Like, that's like, but back then, it was like, I would have hated my parents if they said no, you know? I would have hated them. And, like, they had to make the choice that they did. And let me do their thing, do my thing, and like break the chain, like whatever, like optimize my opportunity. But like I'm like, no, like you know, it, if I don't have the means to go with a kid, I think I'd be scared as shit. And like that's just with my parents not knowing went down on tour, and like no, like just thinking of possibilities, and then just like what actually happened, like hell no, was my kid leaving my side before they're like I don't know, sixteen, you know, <laughs> at least. And yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. That's why I think it's weird. Like to look back, it's just not really a normal kid's life. But I think I think most of us did think it was normal. You know. That was, I think, the best part about it that it wasn't a normal kid's life. I mean, I I completely understand that it's like scary. I don't have any kids myself, but like scary to let your kid go and and do these things. You know, it's it's a crazy world out there. But we all live that life. We all it made us who we all are today. So it's like I I don't know. It's just. I don't think it's normal either, but I'm definitely glad that we all experienced that. And I feel like if we could, if I yeah. could provide that for somebody else, I'd be like happy to be able to do that, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get that for sure. What do you think too, Billy? Freshly married? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 a <laughs> different wait. perspective because you know we were like young, like you know, skating in the city, like you know. 13, 14, like, you know, 14, 12, like, you know, like getting into all this stuff. And I look at my niece, she's like 11. And I'm like, wow, this is what? Or some of my friends' kids that are around that age, I'm like, wow, that's, we were that size doing that stuff. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, you can't really get a good perspective yeah, on right? yourself when you're doing it. But looking back, it's a little, it's a little wild. But um, yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's kind of what I was saying. Like, that's, that's really intense to be like, you know, um, so young, like, and so successful in skating and like traveling to, yeah. I remember the first time I even like went to California was such a big deal, but then like going to Europe, it was even like, yeah, oh, this, is, this is crazy. And this is cooler. It's like, 
And like yeah, like you said, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in, and but it's like a, a lot of stuff ties in. Like you go like you know partying, there's a lot of drinking and stuff like that. So you can get caught up in that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you definitely do, and um, yeah, yeah it, it's 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 part of the game. I mean, we're thrill seekers. We we seek that dopamine high. Like you know, you you can't be a skater. I, I my theory is without a pretty healthy ego, like or like confidence <laughs> that you can do some right. shit that you know is you know that you're gonna die from, and you know uh, just like without that fierce confidence. And without just thinking that this is like normal lifestyle, I, I, I don't think that you can do it without needing that thrill uh, to do what we do, you know, because fear just gets trumped by our need to do something crazy, exciting and potentially life threatening, you know, so it's mm-hmm. just it's just the way. So, of course, partying is a part of that culture that it's congruent with the personality type, you know, Yep, it could it could it could definitely tie into that. Um, but like you said, it's just like the, the thrill seeking personality and just like the high energy person that like, I think brings that out. Yeah. But no, one, um, no one who plays it safe would do what we do. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody yeah. who plays it safe does what we do. No, no. Hey, yeah. that, that was so much better, like more concise and eloquent. Thank you. Austin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the first time I ever done anything eloquent in my life. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I want to, I was just thinking about the, um, you know, you just had a picture on on Instagram yesterday of you doing a back set on like the infamous Staples Center legend. That was like huge, massive, epic. Yeah. I think that's you might you, like yeah, like you. Yeah, might you've wanna, been there. That was that was. <laughs> you might be one of Billy's you might be, have been one of the first bladers to do that when in like the first handful because not too many had at that point. But um, it makes it, it was making me think about the Daily Bread uh, tour. Like I think it was called the the Nobody's Bitch tour, right? Andrew Walton made this name, yeah. and uh, you went on tour with like a bun- bunch of yes, like, yeah. really talented girls, and you ran into like Don Everett on that tour. Oh, yeah. He's just like this female pioneer. So I was yeah. curious if you could like get into like she that. She was my how first idol. To- yeah. How, how was that? How did that come yeah. to be? And uh, what um, was that tour like? I think I think Ryan Shooty hit me up, him or Andy or both, and uh, uh, and they you know said they wanted to do a feature with six of us girls um, street skating, and it was going to be two weeks. I was I believe I was entering my senior year in high school because I know I was seventeen. Uh, so you know this is I'm thirty five now. Uh, this is almost twenty years ago, and beforehand I told like. Like, well, after they asked me, of course, I accepted. I'm, I'm going on this tour. Girls aren't in Daily Red that much uh, or aren't printed anywhere. There is no digital media, you know. Yeah, duh, I'm doing it. And, like, this is going to be awesome. Um, but then, you know, my friends, like, all my 13 to 15-year-old friends and I are talking. And they're like, what are you going to do? Sister hitting all these spots in Cali. Are you going to do Staples Center? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do Staples Center. And, like, Florida, I'm like, I'm from the Florida Georgia line, like, southern people, you know. And, like, Florida skaters in general are just, like, you know, it's fun. It's endearing. Like, it's terms of endearment to talk shit to each other. And mm-hmm. uh, and and my friends are just, like, yeah, you're going to do staples. And I'm 4'11", 90 pounds. And I was just, like, I didn't know. It's just a famous ledge that you and Chris Happy and a couple other people did. And Shannon Rogers did a mafia down on my bus. So I was, like, yeah, duh, I'm going to do it. You know? And so, so I think that was my motivation is I told everyone at home that I would and I was a kid, you know? 
So, like, I don't know. Got yourself uh, and in I trouble. got there and I saw it. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what was it like the first time you saw it? Were you surprised? Um, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's a pretty big it's a big ledge, you know. <laughs> um, I haven't been there in a while. <laughs> you, I, you're a maniac. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember being big, but I remember being determined as well. Kind of like probably what you felt, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was you know the top of the ledge was uh, uh, a couple feet taller than than I was. Are you guys hearing me? Okay. Yep. Yeah, now we do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Dropped in your bed. Um, yeah. So, uh, I, I got up there cause like I insisted I had to do this and, you know, we had the late Brandon Negretti with us who, you know, came along to film Kaya Tursky section and road to nowhere. Um, while, you know, join along on the tour and get that documented, uh, which was super rad and amazing and innovative and you know um so i was just with this cool squad and like we had to like go meet at different projects all the time but yeah so when it came to staples though to answer your question uh i, I already told everyone i'd do it so i got there and i was like oh shit nah like all right one shot at it i'm not gonna do a soul grind i'm not doing a soul grind because then i'm just gonna slide on my hip there's no commitment there like i was like i won't commit to this this is crazy so I'm just going to go as fast as I can all the way from the like entry, like where people scan your tickets because <laughs> it was way taller than me. And I was like, I'm just going to land halfway down this shit. So I only have to jump two feet and just hope I don't die. Right. <laughs> and, and I was trying to back Royale and like my first hit, I, I, I got so close and just like collapsed because the impact was so gnarly at the bottom, like just yeah. collapsed underneath me. But then I was like, oh shit, I might be able to do it. Yeah. You know, like I was like, okay, I can figure this out. And, uh, and luckily I, uh, you know, after 20 something attempts at least, uh, you know, I didn't wow. have myself. I did roll away once that Brandon and Betty caught, uh, all the way to the curb that goes out to the street, but you know how fast you're going, even though that that's like 20 feet, it didn't really count because I fell kind of really shortly after, even though it was a long length of time. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was bummed. I had a bruised seal, like whatever. I had to go on with the tour. People were waiting. You know how it is. Yeah. It's so hard to wrangle yeah. skaters, street mm-hmm. skating, period. So then then uh, at the very end of the tour, uh, you know, Ryan Schutte lived in um, San Diego, and most people were flying out of LAX. Everyone left. My flight was the next morning, and Ryan Schutte was like, well, we got to go back to Staples. <laughs> you know, you, you almost did it. Like, And I'm not allowed to use a photo of yours for any reason without, like, saying then she fell or like you know mm-hmm. i can't do it it's photographic integrity i didn't even know what that was at the time he was like i can use any photo of you once you land it but like i can't use a photo of you on it until you land it and you know this is news to the 17 year old i don't know and like girls didn't usually have published stuff at the time mm-hmm. and like so uh i was like yeah and he was like well do we really want to do like three and a half four hour drive each way before your flight in 10 hours you know and uh, I was like, nah, so we just slept for a few hours in this car at an IHOP, like a block and a half or so away from Staples Center, because he motivated me to do it. Uh, we ate some breakfast. He took me over. He had no reason to do this except for that, like, selflessly, he wanted me to be able to get what I wanted from day one, and that I was so close, you know? And and uh, obviously, otherwise, you know, he would have used the photo. And now, you know, now it's, it's out, which is really awesome. But um 
but yeah, so he uh, took me there, and uh, I think I got it within three attempts, but uh, I needed some courage, and uh, it was, you know, dawn, and uh, I he set up the camera, shoot, he did it, like, <laughs> he was like, I think he was in his 30s, and he just went up and did it, and he was like, so few people had even done it, and he just backed you up it, like, first try, so I was like, shoot, yeah, I gotta do this, so... I went over. <laughs> yeah, shooty. He did. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> the photo is That's on gnarly. that Z-Mag article. Yeah, the photo I took. I mean, he, he did the composition and set it up and shit, but like I I, I snapped it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I snapped it and like <laughs> and he just went out to motivate me. And, he, and it, yeah, and he did back UFO first try, rolled away, and I was like, that sucks. Like, but I couldn't do it yet. Let's go. So, yeah, I did it within a few shots. Um, I think, I don't know how many times I landed it. I just know that it was at least once. He recalls three, but, like, it was just a moment that, like, I've been waiting since I was 17 years old and I'm a 35-year-old woman for my friends to believe me that I really did it and rolled away all the way. And it's finally out thanks to VMAG and Ryan TV and Daily Bread and Andy Walton for launching all that and like it's so funny that that would even matter to me now but like you know i'm getting friends hitting me up being like okay now i believe you <laughs> since yesterday it's hilarious you know <laughs> totally. and jonathan lebez doing the write-up and tying everything in it was so rad i don't know i'm i'm stoked as hell yeah that's that really moment sick. was that's... cool and i thought that it sucked that, yeah. <laughs> oh god sorry no no i was gonna say that's awesome like the fact that like after everything, because that is a huge notch in the belt, the Staples yeah. Center ledge, to have that be like finally like acknowledged and be like, I did do that, I did land that, because that's a you know that's a huge that's a huge <laughs> notch in the belt. Yeah, thank you for saying that. I mean, I know that you did like you like jumped over the rail next to it like a maniac and uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. and like that stuff so gnarly. But I was just this like seventeen year old girl and just thought that since you and Happy could do it and. Shannon Rogers did it like shit. Maybe I can, you know. And like, if I didn't see another rollerblader do it, which only a few of you did, I would have never, never thought I could. And uh, yeah, no, but it was intimidating. And I'm glad it went down, and I'm glad that it got released when it did and how it did. It's just, it's, it's rad. Yeah, I feel really, really stoked and honored. And then, and then to be with you guys the next day, like, yeah, it feels good. You know, no, I, awesome. I love this community, and thank you. No, that's really awesome. And, you know, it, it, it also makes me want to ask you because, um, like, you were so successful in competitions and all this, but these are, like, big street things, you know? And, like, in, in that article specifically, you had more than, like, these kind of – you had, like, the uh, – there was, like, a top sold to Gap that you did, like, through, like, the, like some big tricks mm -hmm. in this. Like, there were a lot of big tricks from, from all the girls on that. But um, specifically, yeah, that – the, the top sold the gap. Um, did you always skate street or was that like uh, a thing that came like later or was that like, it's just like a natural occurrence. How did that like come to be? Cause a lot of people at that time weren't doing both, especially back then. Yeah. I was going to ask that too. Cause you mentioned skating Kona and Success. all these skate oh, yeah. 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 That's a good question. Um, yeah. Cause it's true back then it was more divided. Like you were either a street dog or a park dog, you know, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, or a park rat, I guess we used to say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's still said, but, uh, I don't hear it as much, but, um, yeah, I, uh, I guess since, you know, I was too young to drive and, um, and 
so many people rollerbladed. It was like being a skateboarder now. You just you, you walk a block. There's one or two kids that rollerblade or skateboard now and rollerblade back then. And I had this neighborhood with like six rollerbladers. So every day before and after school, and we were all bus bus riders to the school. You know, we went and we would street skate and like do handicap rails. We had a few specific spots we'd hit in in the Jacksonville beaches area. Um, and, but yeah, nothing like too gnarly, you know, except for like, you know, sometimes Jeff Howard or Maxi Broom or, um, you know, some other big dogs would come visit. Oh, and Mike Lilly and Sean Santa Maria. And then those days, like, you know, if I saw them doing drop rails and like saw their different styles and, and stuff, I would, uh, you know, I had to go out and street skate with them because that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to street skate. And these are like the icons, uh, especially in Florida. And yeah, so I always did both and like I was so used to getting kicked out of places and like the whole jam we just roll off and we were just little kids and John Jenkins X rated a lot of you might know, he made a lot of films oh, yeah. like Thrill mm-hmm. and um Yeah, yeah, he was in my squad and like mm-hmm. uh lived really close to me and you know, we would just go street skate and he would film all the time for his school projects and win awards and shit. Like <laughs> n- none of them knew what rollerblading was and like yeah, so street skating was was it like you just it was part of the whole deal um after getting a little comfortable on park then it was like all right we want to think outside of the box and we're kids and we're ADD and we're just like dude let's see what we can do with natural terrain so it was always both but I I I was known for park skating um and you know I didn't live in California I wasn't documented as much skate uh, you know street skating uh, but I mean, I knew that I could do stunts, like big stunts, and I wasn't afraid of, of you know, getting the shit kicked out of me by a fall. So uh, I, I think I, and all the adrenaline and the motivation from all the other girls and and Brandon and Ryan, you know, it was just and just the whole thing about the tour, like, just gave me adrenaline, and I just tried to do bigger stunts. I mean, I know you guys know what that's like, like wait way more than I do or just in different capacities. So um, there's just something thrilling about, about doing something on street that you created yourself and that's big and gnarly. And I've always been doing it all in congestion. I I honestly prefer it, but um, you know, you know, I was competing on park. So I've spent a lot of time with that. That's awesome. I mean, Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, it was working like doing the park since you were young. And it's just cool to see that you're able to do such big stuff on street and, you know, such like, you know, for lack of a better word, like, you know, tough stuff. Like these are like, you know, you fall from the Staples Center. That's a big impact. Even if a lot of people don't know, just landing from the Staples Center is a big impact. You just do the legend. You just land. It's like, doof. I never thought about that. yeah, yeah, I heard you say yeah whenever what my first attempt whenever I collapsed right at the bottom you were like yeah like you remembered. Yeah, no, it's it's tough. It's you tough. hit that. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I think yeah, part of my motivation for um, you know doing the craziest thing I could when I wasn't necessarily as technical as some of the people that I was riding along with. Um, you know, out there was just that I, I always wanted to be a street dog. Like I always wanted to be a street cool kid so bad. I didn't want to be a park rat and I knew I wasn't, but like, I wasn't known for that. And then like things started happening, like roller news through all that transition, you know? And like, I was just like, I want people to know that I can skate street. So like, this was my opportunity on the store. So I had to do staples. I, just, <laughs> I don't know. That's a good that's, way to leave your really- mark. So, that's and really that, yeah, the, because, 
<laughs> Sorry. I was going to say that's really cool because um, like some people were like able to successfully do that. And a lot of them were from Florida. Frankie, you, Aaron Feinberg, oh. able to like do some like street skating and do some park skating oh, yeah. at a successful high level. So it's cool to see. It's always cool to see people who are able to do that. That's true. Oh, uh, yeah. Thanks for saying that. I mean, I know you get that being a Philly skater. You guys have the squad, man. Oh, I, you know, Philly. everyone dreamed of, Philly. of being in the Philadelphia <laughs> squad. I mean, come on. With all those Machete videos, I, I, you I guys I, were the I, dream. I thought I heard that wrong. Yeah. We're from New York, though. <laughs> you were the dream. New York. Yeah, but I know. But you were always in all the Machete videos. Yeah, I met yeah, you in yeah, Philly. True. You know, you were part of that squad, but New York was, yeah, a bigger squad. People wanted to be New York, yeah, squad too. It was the cool thing. San Diego, New York, Philly. It's close, like an hour, hour and a half. So, yeah, you were there a lot. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's cool, but the Florida scene is, you know, how every scene is different, you know, and the Florida scene is rugged and raw and a little a little rowdy and we're incorporated in with the uh, Atlanta scene with like Michael bro and you know, right. uh, Chris Smith and David Sizemore. So like we would all get together and it's just kind of just a, a gnarly fearless, like, you know, hyper, like alpha energy, like super high energy, you know, <laughs> kind of skating. So it, it definitely influenced me a lot. Um, I don't want to talk too much more about competing, but I do want to talk about this. Uh, you, you've competed with the the guys a few times, right? Like it was you you competed at yeah. an amateur level with, uh, with the guys, and then you turned pro from that amateur competition with the guys to, to skate with the guys in pro. And I was wondering what that was, was like, that experience was like. Oh, yeah. Man, I you do your research, man. You guys really do because I didn't. I, I'm telling everybody, anybody who's watching or who will watch this, I didn't tell them that these are the highlights of my life. I did not <laughs> tell Billy or Austin that these are, and you're nailing them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bitter mm-hmm. Cold Showdown. I go out there, uh, literally, like I never had gone before. It was 2009, um, and I was just like, I don't want to go. There's no girls contest. You know, and I was super upset about it and just like, yeah. you know, being all feminist and young. And, and, and I was like, but shit, man, FOMO, like, you know, I was just like, I gotta, I gotta go. And Coco wanted to go, Coco Sanchez. And like, the guy, like, you know, I'll just go. And, um, and then I had to go through the open and, and the, then qualified from open into the AM. And then I had to do like semifinals, finals. Like I had to stay all damn day. And then I went into the pro event. And I was like, cool, like, I'll go, like, this is super rad. And, like, I, I was competing with China out there, too, and Coco, and, like, watching, like, just thinking that nothing was going to happen with this. Like, I'm just going to go out and have fun. And I landed shit first try that, like, I've been dreaming of but haven't even tried. So that was super cool. Like, that was actually the coolest part. And then I'm strapping yeah. my skates off as I'm leaving, you know, doing the men's pro uh, semifinals. And, uh, and I'm going in for an interview and, uh, and then I was asked to, um, put my skates back on and go back into the top 10 men's finals with like Brandon Smith and David Sizemore and Montre wow. Livingston who ended up okay. winning, you know, and, I, you know, yeah. And, and Julian and like, uh, and Billy, were you in the finals at that one? Which I feel like there, 
there were it, there were. <laughs> Bitter colds, bitter colds blend in like I think it went <laughs> not, that, not that I remember. <laughs> I was I was probably I think so. This this, this seems familiar. Yeah, well, yeah, so it, it went down, I was surprised and um I was just like, oh shit, and just went out and had fun and learned stuff that I can still do today that day because I didn't have the confidence or adrenaline to do it. And then yeah, I got top ten with the men. And then uh, I got top 10 with the men at the Asian X Games. Um, and then at the uh, ASA Pro Tour stop in Buffalo, New York. And that was interesting because, like, it was a day that I just kind of was just not feeling it. And just, like, oh, I just got to get out my anger and skate. And and um, it was when the ASA was like, oh, if a girl scores in the top 10 with the men while, while they're competing amongst each other, then they get invited into the men's finals. And I was 16 at the time, so I guess that that happened before Bitter Cold Showdown, and I ended up getting ninth, uh, yeah, there. And it was just, like, it's just mind-blowing. I, I didn't really feel like I deserved it, you know? Like, maybe me being a woman was a factor in it. But, um, you know, when it happens, a, you know, a handful of times, maybe uh, maybe I did deserve it. I don't know. Whatever it is, it was an honor, and enough people advocated for me. And I learned cool shit, you know, and uh, I I want more women to know that they can do what dudes do, even when it feels like, you know? Sorry, that's the thing again. Yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think so, a lot of but, people, yeah, un- yeah I, I don't think a lot of people understand, like, to, like, the level you were skating back then. And you know what? Uh, maybe after this episode, if you don't mind, we could watch uh, some of your stuff together and we could comment on it for our Patreons to see some exclusive uh, content <laughs> from you skating back in the day. Yeah. But um, yeah. there were, there was some, you know, I, love I remember that. like see, seeing you skating back in the day and I was like, wow, this is shocking. Like you were very consistent doing tricks at the highest level, like doing like I'll leave top soul, the souls, like like on first try and like all this stuff. And um yeah, it was just like super impressive, Thanks, especially man. like at your at your age and like being able to compete with the guys at that level and then getting top ten and then and then going so far as like and then learning tricks like rising to the occasion in those moments, like you know, because sometimes those moments there's like a lot of pressure, but being able to right. like let it push you and like get like the skate to your highest level, that's like that that's really cool that you, you were pushing yourself it in that way. Send you into a different zone. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like it just sends you into a totally different zone that I feel sad like for people and I always try to help people find their passion in life because people who don't have a passion they don't know what it's like to get to that headspace that we've all gotten to feel and I wish that for everyone because it really is the best high in the world like hands down you know you you get in that zone there's something else and you push yourself in the middle of competition and you're supported with friends and you know it's just uh, it's amazing it's so cool and it's funny that you mentioned you know with my age because now i'm like oh shit like i just made it into the blading cup finals and i was the oldest one and like you know and like and back then it was i was the youngest one and i i you know i, I do take pride in the fact of of you know my longevity in skating and after having to take three and a half years off from from a knee injury and complication and you know four-part surgery and like and then come back at it because of roller skating, introducing me to roller derby and, and this community in Santa Barbara. And like, 
I, I don't know, not to ramble, but like, uh, I, I, I take pride in that. I was the youngest dog and now I'm one of the oldest dog and I still think that I can hang. I mean, like, yeah, like I'm never, I, I, I'm never going to be the best at everything. I'm never going to be a consistent winner again. I get in. I, and like, that's such a part of the journey, especially when you were so competitive from such a young age. And like, I just developed in a way that was so competitive and it's like, now I'm just so proud that I can even that I can even do shit that people want to look at and and that people want to watch this interview um when I started so young and 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 this is still the central part of my life, you know, this and family. Yeah, that's awesome. Um I have I no idea wanna... if I answered your question, but I was just no. saying, yeah. Yeah, it was rad at the Bitter Cold Showdown. It was awesome getting top 10 with the men. You used to do Man, the, at awesome. the Bitter Cold, you used to do like the launch to the the sub box thing too. Like that was insane also. Well, yeah, I think that's kind of why I, I, I think that's like, you know, without that trick, I, I would end up been in the finals with the men. Like I think that was, you know, I, I did a bunch of new shit. I did a 360 acid that I'd never done before. It was kind of like a wraparound with a backslide, but it was like, I don't I, it, I just wanted to do that, like on the sub box, the smaller one. But like, and I I did quite a few tricks in between that were like new and cool and technical. But uh, really, it was the stuff on the sub box, and obviously the big thing that Montre Misty flipped off of and won it. Um, being able to get up there when only like me and Shima and like a couple others were getting up on top of that. Uh, um that way overhead high 12 13 foot yeah. you know Huge. sub box whatever you want to call it yeah yeah i think that that was you know obviously why i was in there and um for some reason i got it every time and it was uh, and i don't i don't know it, it's weird looking at the pictures and seeing the kids like look up you know <laughs> and like i'm all tiny with it they're just looking up at it and i'm just like shit like in the moment i was just like i can do it shima did it you know that's, <laughs> that's just been like my mo <laughs> that's so, a good way to look at it if so someone sad. else does it you know why why can't i you know i i you know i don't know why not we can try our damnedest that's for sure i got to use that mentality for now on if shima did it i could do it <laughs> love that <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's gonna get me broke off so hard <laughs> oh, yeah i mean yeah it has happened to me yeah a lot <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know it does get you to do shit that you want to do so yeah insane insane no like and uh I, I remember that thing specifically and i did not i did not i did not skate that thing that thing was big me neither. and like me you neither. said not many people were skating it it was like shima maybe eric bailey bailey, bailey yeah you um i think bailey yeah yeah not many not many touched that thing so and i think was, maybe a uh, couple of the ands that did, yeah, yeah, a couple yeah, of, of as well. Yep. But yeah, yep. yeah, Six. I, 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 just, I wanted to do it, and I and I like to jump. I like to jump high. So. <laughs> um, the, the last, but I the wasn't last expecting thing it. That's for sure. So, yeah, I, I want to get into some other things about uh, you know talk about talk about what's happening now in your life. You know, family. Um, I want to talk about. Um, you know, even when you maybe touch about, you know, track and field in college and then this kind of stuff, like this routine kind of like sports stuff that yeah. you did. But before we get into that, I just want to one more time, shout out our sponsor, Blank. Huge shout out to our sponsor, Blank. And uh, check them out right now. Sean Keen Pro Skate out now. And also, if you're watching live or watching, just yeah. please hit a like and share and subscribe. Give us a like. 
Um, yeah. So the last competition I want to talk to before I get into that, and we'll take uh, people's questions soon, is um, what was the Supergirl oh, okay. competition Oh, there's, like? there's people questions. All right. Yeah, we'll get some questions. With our oh, that's people, cool. But... You know, it's yeah, it, you know, it's it's televised. It's on the beach in Venice. There's snow skate. There's all the top women being featured on a on a very international platform. Um, you know internationally syndicated platform which um uh, you know a lot of people want to keep things grassroots and and i get that but um you know then an industry can die so um and then you know women in general don't get a lot of features um and didn't especially then and it was you know a one-of-a-kind event where very very commercialized like all mainstream sponsors scheduled interviews photo like sessions and um you know autograph sessions and all that super scheduled best trick and then you go out and and you compete among all these top women and all these different sports and get to hang out with them and uh yeah i had fun with it the first time i got third and hit my head pretty good trying to alley top acid that monster snowboard rail that they thought that would be a good idea for the rollerbladers to do (laughs) and then uh and then of course got a little different and um the year i won uh, the last CW Supergirl, which was, you know, uh, over a decade ago now, um, I uh, I was skating the um, contest, and I was in, like, maybe fourth, fifth, like, bubble, and I was, like, Aaron Gates was throwing it down, Chihiro was throwing it down, Christy uh, Bonilla, and China, you know, and, and Richie Velasquez went up to me, and he was like, yo, you can wall ride that backboard, you know, screw trying to, like, go beat them with the... Uh, with the rail, the technical rail, like you're, you're, you know, maybe you'll get on the top three, just go wall ride that, that backboard, you know, the basketball hoop. And I was like, all right. So I went and did it. And then in the last 10 seconds landed it. And, uh, and I won it. And that was a cape I really, really wanted because it was cool. Like what it all exemplified, like highlighting women and the top women in extreme sports and just showing it to, you know, the world. But what's crazy though, I know you didn't ask about this was that I was, I was in a situation in a BJ's bar in LA where there's TVs everywhere, right? And this is like four years after that, that year that I won doing the backboard thing. And, uh, and, and I was actually there with someone who had just gotten fired from that BJ's, but I wanted to go there, I guess, for some reason. And while we're getting served and she had recently been fired and she was all embarrassed, that shit went up on all the screens and there was my face and me while riding the backboard. And like, that was when I was like, okay, that was huge. Like That's we're at BJ's just eating food and, and it was like, you know, and it was like a weird, yeah, it was cool. So like, yeah, it was big. It was just big. It was bigger than a lot of things besides, you know, the X games. So, um, and featuring women and just getting to be among the best women and seeing how they think and how they, they are. And like just being motivated and inspired. It's incredible. Uh, I wish we still had blading in it. Does it still yeah, that exist? Was, that was a really big event. It still exists, but without rollerblading. I don't know if it still exists. Uh, I know they did a couple years without rollerblading after that one, um, but I, I, I'm not sure. I guess I stopped following. You know. Yeah, that'd be really uh, cool to bring it's back. A cool event all around, and I want to support it. But like, yeah, but everything's changed since 2010 when the last one was with rollerblading in it, you know, like we're streaming everything and how would I just flick through and find it, you know, unless yeah. I was sitting at a BJ's drinking a beer with someone who just got fired from there, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. 
So I, I don't really know what uh, what they're doing, but it was a cool event. And I do think, though, that it's being run, and I'm not being, like, a man-hater. I'm not. I'm no feminist, like, man-hater. I'm a feminist, like, men equal to women, the true definition, you know? But, like, <laughs> like just having women featured on such a mainstream level and and these men that ran the event didn't get a tampon or a sports bra sponsor why like why (laughs) (laughs) it's just all these men were running this supergirl event and they didn't think hey maybe a sports bra company or tampax would want to sponsor it you know i don't know i thought that always blew my mind (laughs) but so obvious they missed it yeah how would you think about that need Finger off the pulse, yeah. you know. It's just like missed right, it. Right here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, that, but yeah, that's a that's a missed opportunity for sure. <laughs> Hopefully, they get another uh, chance in the future. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I won't get anything for it because this <laughs> is just out there. <laughs> so uh, after skating, uh, I guess you. You went to college. You got in. You got into track and field, and you oh, yeah. ended up getting married and 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 all this stuff. So, so what was the journey kind of like? Where I because I think yeah. 2010, the Supergirl thing is. It seems like you started parting away from competing at that time, and stepping away. So, so what was like your transition like away? And I feel like that's natural for people who have like grown up oh. in the rollerblading world for so long to be like, okay, got to find some other things, yeah. some other ways. So, yeah. What was that like? Well, okay, so, so, um, hmm. To start the journey, yeah, I, I ran uh, cross country and track and field, um, and I, I was good enough to get a full scholarship offer to uh, Yale and a whole number of places, USC, um, LMU, all kinds of schools, and I, I chose to go to Jacksonville University my first year because I fell in love with the program and the coach. was there for free, and actually that's where, um, you know, it kind of started. I, I won the world championships, uh, the ASALG world championships, got a fat check that was matched, flew through New York, and, like, went and bought a bunch of stupid shit, like $300 shirts that, like, you know, what, what was I thinking? I was just all like, yeah, I just won a contest and have all this money. And, uh, and then, um, I think it was right after that. Yeah. I had all this disposable income and I'm running track for a serious school, uh, in a, in a division one, you know, track and cross country and sorry, my cat's meowing. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, um, I was in Florida and Coke was everywhere and the cool kids were doing it. And a lot of the athletes were doing it and I wanted to be, uh, obviously, track runners, they struggle, you know, not to get too deep, but track and cross-country runners struggle with, with body image issues and, you know, performance enhancement by being skinnier. So I'm like, sweet, it's a cool drug straight from the source off the boot in Florida. I'm just going to do cocaine all out and get skinny and be awesome and my life is going to be fine, you know? Yeah, well, it doesn't work that way. And now I'm an addiction therapist and, like, I'm just seeing the same thing happen to people and uh you know after going through it and it's wild you know like you you just think like yeah like just like with tricks hey if if these people can do coke like i can do it you know and um and you know just too much money and things were kind of just i was being a pro skater and a a full scholarship kid 18 year old kid in college was not a care in the world to me i mean like yeah i had a full schedule but everything was fun 
and partying is a part of the culture there. I was also in a sorority, which is a fun fact, but, but yeah, I was in wow. a sorority. I did all of it, all the partying. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, is all, all the partying. And, <laughs> a yeah, in I was on a sports a team bit... and in a sorority. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had a sorority yeah. in Florida. Yeah, yeah, that's, Jacksonville, a, that's a party Florida. state. You know? so, yeah. There's I a got... few movies based on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I, I had to just deprive myself of sleep and some studying time so that I didn't miss out on any of the awesome southern girls sorority parties right like i didn't even know i was gay yet which is hilarious and now i kind of see why i was paying those dues that you know i wouldn't have to be able to party with a bunch of cute like you know sorority girls mm -hmm. but like the whole thing like you don't get to go to like these balls and all this stuff like without being in greek life so you know i hit it hard all of a sudden and uh and you know i was spending a lot of money and i got drug tested randomly in jail and I got suspended and then I got drug tested again and I think I I think I may have failed three times for cocaine um and one was even seven days after use and it was just spiraling my whole life like I guess I had done so much that the doctor said even if you want to keep falling on the team well I'm getting a free education I'm getting a psychology degree I'm pursuing like you know life after skating and I just I just hit the drugs and partying too hard when I didn't know that, you know, it could hit you like that. And, um, and, and the, the team decision, shoot, sorry. Right here. Ah, oh. <laughs> that earbud does not fit. I apologize. Okay. Let me be able to stick it. Okay. So the team decision was like, even if you want to keep fouling on the team, you can't because, like, her heart should have stopped by now running 70 miles a week and doing all this cocaine. Like, it was, like, so high. So, um, so I got removed from the team. And, uh, and then I was like, yo, I'm just going to move to California, be around people who skate, chase my high that way, uh, delete all my contacts, like, you know, withdraw. I had to go through a gnarly withdrawal process and, um, and, you know, try to figure it out. And my dad suggested that I apply for University of San Francisco. He probably knew I was a little gay, maybe. Uh, I don't know. And uh, they were a really good Division One school with a female coach that was strict and, you know, is very successful now. And um, and uh, he made the call when I was hopeless and just trying to withdraw from drugs. And um, and uh, and then that, that coach called me at 6 a.m. and – or no, 9 a.m. in Florida, so 6 a.m. in California, uh, to offer me a full scholarship there, uh, as long as I drug tested wow. weekly and, um, and and went to counseling weekly. And um, I did that, got clean, got better than ever, you know, got an education at some point, uh, like around the Bitter Cold Showdown and all that stuff, like, you know, and touring and Winter Clash and all of that. Uh, I fell off a couple times and slipped up, but nothing like major, but you know, it's part of the process. Like addiction yeah. recovery is not a linear journey. And, um, you know, I fell off a few times and, and, uh, in my final season, um, I, I, I actually admitted to drinking alcohol and that was part of my contract to not drink alcohol. And I, I admitted to it and, um, but I was offered to be able to finish my degree and work for the track team instead, got it done. Uh, but I was, you know, I was a nationally ranked steeplechaser, uh, which is those high hurdles and only those like six foot five girls do that don't knock over like for horses and then the water pit yeah. and stuff. 
that was my thing because like I could jump because yeah, I, cause I could jump on rails and over them and stuff, you know, and I was a distance runner as well. And, um, you know, running paid for my school, but I was balancing that with partying and figuring out my, uh, orientation being in San Francisco instead of Florida, you know, and being able to go to any club I wanted and meet girls. And I figured that I, I liked that. Uh, I got married at university of San Francisco that didn't work out. Uh, it was tough. Divorce sucks. I don't recommend it at all uh, in any way. And uh, and then I <laughs> and then now like um, you know I'm pursuing my master's in social work with my license in clinical social work. Um, and uh, and I'm working as an addiction therapist. And I'm married to the woman of my dreams, Carmela Giambo. I took her name. Beautiful Italian, supportive woman. She came to the Bleeding Cup. Helped with everything. Like. She comes to woodwork with me to train. She even, like, is 180-ing off of stairs and stuff now, like, when she never even seen rollerblading before meeting me, you know, a couple years ago. And, wow. you know, I'm happily married, and this is it. My my older brother told me two and through. He said, you only get you only get two weddings. He said, one, if you're young, whatever, it happens, you know. But you only get two. If this one's fucked up, you're done. <laughs> I took it to heart, and uh, I... <laughs> And I just hope I hope this one you know sticks around. But she's she's the one of my uh, she's the woman of my dreams. We're trying to have kids. Hopefully we'll have good news soon. Um, and she is gonna carry. She's a nurse. She's amazing. I wish she was here right now. She gets home. Uh, I don't know. Pretty soon, like five fifteen. Oh no, an hour away from now. So you won't get to see her right now. But uh, you know, <laughs> but she takes care of me and she supports my passion. She knows that. You know, at our age, all three of our ages, like, uh, there's only a limited amount of time left that, for what we can do. And, and there's so few people that find a passion like we do. And uh, she just wants to um, support me for every day that I have left to be able to do this, like, hard and competitively and at an elite level. And, um, and she's her own beautiful human. And hopefully we'll be able to create our own beautiful one next because that's my next goal in life. Uh, you know, right after spring cup though. So spring cup, I'm trying to do well. I love this. (laughs) I love this. And, uh, yeah, no, (laughs) sorry. I I, I was, I was going to say, um, what I've heard so far of your story, it just sounds like the ultimate, like self-made story. You know, you, you start skating from a young age, you like earn all your money, you get your own way through college on a scholarship for, for track and field. And, and then you get your education and, and you go all the way through. And it's a, it, it's, it's, it's a really incredible story because like, even just, I guess a lot of people know, just like being able to like get through or pay your way or like get an education can be like so hard to do. And you did it all while like being a pro. Right. Skater and, That's like, why I'm pursuing so- social work. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it's really, Sorry, it's really yeah. impressive. Please continue. So, yeah. No, yeah. So, so um, first of all, congratulations um, on on meeting your on your thank wife. Thank you. And, I am uh, not self-made though. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's yeah, right. I appreciate it. No, I know. I get what you're saying. Like, I worked my ass off, but my dad, he held it down for me. He uh, traded hot dog buns on his bread route so that I could, because he couldn't afford the four dollars and ninety-five cents a day at Kona with the owner but I could skate every day you know because he, he literally couldn't afford that he slept on couches he drove me to events 
yeah, in the middle of the night with a Buick LeSabre with like 400,000 miles on it just to get me there. And like, you know, like you know, that man, that man supported me real good with, with limited means. And he sort, certainly taught me how to be resourceful. But yeah, no, I put it, I put in that work too, though, <laughs> for sure. And I appreciate you awesome. saying that, you know. No, that, 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 that's awesome. Due, but... And it took a village, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, you're absolutely right about that. And like, like, uh, definitely got to like give the credit there. It's just, it's just like a really cool story to hear. And, um, you know, to, it is. And so like, congrats on, on being uh, married Thank to you. your partner and, and everything going cool. Tell me about your work. It seemed, you seem very passionate about it. I know you wake up early. <laughs> yeah, man. How... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to get up at 430 and uh, I'm an addiction therapist and alcohol or drug addiction therapist, but, um, I, uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of avenues that you can pursue with your master's in social work and, um, and I became obsessed with methadone treatment. Um, so people who are using dirty needles and using whatever they get off the street, especially now with the, you know, fentanyl pandemic and everything and it being in everything, like it's a real, real, real bad pandemic and like, um, the efficacy of changing people's lives and saving their lives through using a, a, essentially a synthetic opiate to mimic uh, heroin, um, you know, that's controlled and slow release is so much less dangerous than going out and drug seeking and getting into legal trouble and not knowing what you're going to get and all of this stuff. So like I fell in love with it just like studying in my master in social work program and uh, during a time where I was between uh, a vaccine clinic temp job and, you know, what's next, uh, the company that I, you know, fell in love with learning about this methadone clinic had a job opening and uh, they hired me on as an alcohol and drug addiction counselor. And just uh, less than two weeks ago, I got promoted to an early recovery specialist. So I'll be taking new people in. And, um, you know, for at least 90 days and helping them until they can get stable enough on their medications that they don't use and they can avoid withdrawal. And we provide like counseling services and um, group therapy and just, you know, uh, a lot, a lot of services to people just to try to get them off of off of using dangerous drugs. And then eventually, you know, the goal is to come off of the methadone. But what I do is I talk to people and well, they talk to me and we work on how to prevent relapse and how to find highs doing other things. I'll tell you what, since before I got promoted, whenever I was being assigned people, instead of me assigning uh, patients, I got all the lesbians, all the skaters, all the skateboarders, all the surfers, like all of them, just because they want someone who can relate two people at the company that I work for and the counseling is really effective. Like, you know, to people who are naysayers for therapy work, I'm passionate about it. And, and, you know, uh, I get up early and do the daily grind and I get time to skate and work out after I get holidays and weekends off and they let me go to events like the blading cup and, and shit like that and go train at Woodward. And, uh, and, you know, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm using my journey that all is incorporated into rollerblading and every negative aspect of it to help others now. And, you know, it's not perfect, but, uh, I love it and it's very rewarding. So, um, you know, I think this is my journey for a while. Uh, and I don't plan on giving up being on wheels until I can't anymore. Hopefully I'll be teaching the little ones how to do it. You know, 
That's that's awesome. I, I love how like positive your work is and how much you're how passionate you are about it and everything. I love that you said how you help everybody um, like find a new high in life. Like I'm curious. That, that's like an awesome just way to live by in general, whether you know you need it or you don't need. It. I think I a lot of people. To. Yeah, I mean, like I, I'm just curious too. Like what yeah. what is the process for finding that other high in life, like that healthy high in life for people who don't really know what it is for them? Yeah, well, you know, not to be, like, stereotypical by disclaiming real quick, but I have to disclaim there is no perfect formula, you know, of course. It's always right. case by case. But my go-to that seems to be effective with a lot of people is when they're so hopeless and down and, like, they literally are in fight or flight or freeze all day, every day because of their addiction, and they can't function as a normal person even though they have all this potential – and I'm just like, yo, what is it that you love doing? And they, they're like, I don't love anything because, you know, tragically mental health, that's, that's how it goes down. And it's hand in hand with, with, with drug abuse and addiction. And um, so my go-to is when is the last time, like even when you were a kid, that you remember having like total sober fun, you know? Mm. And usually that's when the magic happens. They'll be like, I was wakeboarding or I was with my dad fishing or, you know, I was jumping off a pier and like I was hiking with this girl. And then it's like, all right, let's let's try to make that happen. And you can't do that. Well, you keep using, you know, and you're risking never getting to do that again when you have the opportunity to uh, change that right now with our resources. You know, it's, it's not easy, but, um, you know, but that's usually the question that people get, like, like what for you guys, like what I mean, you know sober and not skating like what's the most awesome feeling that you get mm. yeah. for me that's what i go to you can yeah. answer it or yeah, <laughs> oh, no no know. no sorry i thought i, I thought, I, I thought, well, you, I thought you were being specific in this one but that's a good that's a good way to go about it skating skating is our drug we need to yeah jump outside off on of skating high. because skating is our addiction yeah 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 so when we have like, to transition uh, out of this yeah you know, and it can't be just like something. I think I think having it all be like in one specific thing that's so physical that you can like lose as you get older is dangerous. Because then when you lose that, you don't have like the other yeah. place to to put it in. So um, yeah, it's good to have the healthy. True, things. and that's a hard part for a lot of patients. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So health is like yeah, obviously one of the first things we address. But you know, it's awesome. Um, but what? Awesome. Like, yeah, like like what's the the highest high. I mean, you just got married, so you have to say that. I mean, I mean, and I know yeah, you mean it. <laughs> for, for me, I like you know, I, I like I really love playing music like with people collaboratively. Like you know, that's like oh, a really duh. fantastic yeah. feeling. And, and then, or just like yeah, spending time with my, my wife. Like you know, like taking like bike rides or like spending time like in the sun on the beach, like walking my dogs. Like you know, cooking, eating. Like you know, I'm a yeah. Baby eating. Dog, so. <laughs> So those things, yeah, I got like really big into eating it since COVID because <laughs> I got like really into cooking. So yeah, that's like one of my things. Yeah. Oh, that's rad. Got creative yeah. with it. Yeah, I started yeah. like he's got an Instagram yeah, page. So cool. He's got an Instagram so page. Yeah, more time in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, I gotta I see that. What's the Instagram page for your cooking? I had, you know, <laughs> what I had is it? That I, it? It's called Homie Build Cooks, but I got locked out of it. Oh no way. Okay. Yeah, I'm locked out of it. What? Oh Homie no. Yeah, <laughs> you got to figure that out. 
we need to see that, little... those breakfast so, those breakfast meals. Yeah. So can we still follow it or or you like can still we can see follow it. you, but like you six, just can't access six or that seven we are? posts? It's still out there. We 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 can still see it, but okay. I, I want to build a new one. I want to build a new one. <laughs> He's gonna be a influencer That'd be for cooking. Rad. I gotta check it out. So I'm trying to learn too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. That's so rad. What about you, Austin? I mean, if you want to share, I'd love to hear. I'm very. Me and Billy are very similar. We both skate. Obviously, we're both drummers, so music is a huge thing for me. Also, if I'm not skating, I'm playing the drums. And besides that, if I have a camera in my hand, like I'm. I'm happy as well. Like my hobbies are skating, drumming, and ph photography or yeah. video. So any of those three things I could do for the rest of my life and be happy doing that. So, and music is one of those things also similar to yeah. skating. You could, con I mean, photography is similar also, but you could constantly grow forever and ever. You will never reach like the pinnacle of that ever in your life. So they're all things that you could True. mentally, physically grow hey. on. Yeah. Yeah, like we'll we'll skate forever and, yeah, and we'll never be the best skater good. ever. You, we could play the drums forever. We will never know everything about drumming, you know? So they're great hobbies True. in my opinion. <laughs> I yeah. don't want to sound biased, but I think they're great hobbies in my opinion because yeah. you could always grow and almost never get bored of it that way. Yeah. I love that, man. I, I, I'm sorry, but y'all, I'm going to have to use some of your words and your experiences and in some of my sessions because Do it. uh, it's, that's rad. That's exactly what I was talking about. If, if that's okay, you know? Um, yeah, that's, that's what I try to get to with people because we all know that, you know, having a passion can save your life. Even if it comes with weird, complicated things on the journey, you know, what, where would we be without, without our passions and outlets? Mm -hmm. Very well said. Absolutely. I always said that, like, if I have oh, a, yeah. if I have a kid, one of the first things I would do with, with him or her would be take them to a music store and be like, what screams to you? Like, just pick one thing because I feel like music's so important. And I would obviously give them skates, you know, two to try or like a bike yeah. and all this and that because I want them to be outside and play. But I feel like music is so important with that. And people who grow up with a musical mindset, yeah. are, you know, it, it just I just love it. I think I love everything about it. So I feel like that's a huge part. Definitely. That's so cool. There's, um, and that says a lot whenever you think about what, where would I bring my kid, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, cool. I, I don't really think too much about yeah. having kids, but wow. when I do think about it, that is what comes to mind. <laughs> oh, That's so cool. It says a lot. That's so rad, man. I, I love talking to you guys. Sorry, I don't know if I answered your, you know, question fully or if you have anything I don't know what the question upon. was. I know we've, we've been talking about a lot. <laughs> no, it's a good know, conversation. No, oh, like what life journey, marriage. It was like a, it was like a shit time that I had to pack in like 15 years and, and, and real quick. It's, <laughs> Just quality banter. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And I learned more about you guys. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I like, uh, the, um, the, the improv, like going back and forth. It's very cool. I like, I like answering the questions too. It's, it was fun. Um, we have some questions lined up. Oh, here, that's cool. That, that's good to know. But before that, okay. we have a, uh, just a few more things uh, to touch upon, if that's okay. Um, I, I see okay. you've been roller skating right. lately. And uh, it's really yeah. cool to see yeah, th yeah. this. So uh, what what's that like? What's like, is there a big difference between rollerblading and roller skating? I see a lot of rollerbladers doing roller skating. John Bellino's roller skating out mm -hmm. there. 
We got some other people out there roller skating. In the yeah, doing yeah. We got some yeah, roller skaters are trying rollerblading. It's really cool. So I, I like I like the yeah. marriage that's occurring. Uh, roller skating, so but we cool. have the blading cup. So um, yeah. Yes, it's so cool. I was always hoping for that, like you know, because I didn't know if it would be divisive at first, and kind of was a little bit at first. And you know, there's all people like rollerblading harder, roller skating harder, whatever. I don't care about any of that. Like, you know, uh, I just, I just wanted to try something new and I had just come out of my, you know, over three and a half year hiatus told I could never maybe walk again, uh, after the sport part knee surgery and infection, like I almost lost my whole leg, dude. No. So like, I got lucky. Like, like I was, I was told I wouldn't be able to walk well without pain again. And I had just moved to Santa Barbara, California and one of my social work professors, well, actually a sociology professor, uh, told me, yo, there's this, this roller derby team in town called the Brawl and Bettys. You should go do it, and then you'll meet people here. And, like, you know, there's chicks in their 40s and 50s doing it, and I'm, like, in my late 20s at the time. And she's like, so, you know, you, you might be fine with your with your knee, you know? And I was like, all right, I'll try it. So I just went out, and everything, everyone was so welcoming. And, uh, you know, like, my, my knee handled it, and it got me motivated again and inspired. But what I really fell in love with was having a community again whenever, you know, the rollerblading community dissolved. It, I wouldn't say dissolved, but spread out so much that, you know, and me living in Santa Barbara, which isn't that big of a place, um, I didn't have anyone to rollerblade with, even if I wanted to try again after being told I wouldn't skate again. So, um, you know, I got into it. I got stronger. Uh, I did some derby bouts. And then um, Michelle Estro, Jen Stylin was like, you should skate park, you know, with the squad and, like, and, and try it. And she came out to Santa Barbara. We skated together. It was cool. I got tighter with more people um, in in Santa Barbara that were in the roller derby community that were, like, trying to transition into park skating and my best friend Bitsy uh Renee her name's Renee uh at Bitsy team who's my park star teammate um she lives right up the street from me randomly but we met and connected not knowing that and um she wanted me to go to a skate park in Simi Valley an old one an old famous one called Skate Lab on on roller skates did it I loved it and then she told me to go to Woodward for some chicks and bowls event and I went there and I got offered a bot endorsement right after for bot skates and I got to be able to help contribute to the design of the skate and input and feedback with the prototype a dream that everyone kind of has who's been skating for so long I got to do in roller skating and I just have a lot of people to skate with and it's cool to be uh doing something in a female dominated extreme sport um it's really interesting and it's just inspiring like I get inspired by these women every day and they're, you know, just the demographic differences all across the spectrum. And, uh, yeah, so as for, like, skating, for me, obviously, I've been rollerblading hardcore, like, on park way longer. Roller skating is way harder to me. Uh, I can't get as much speed. There's trucks. Uh, the tote stop trips you up whenever you get, like, gnarly, like, in it, like, full lean, you know, like, because we're just so used to having a wider wheelbase. And, um, you know, and we're taught on top side tricks to um, – Okay. on top side tricks to never roll on it or else we're going to split it. And now when I grind, I'm supposed to, you know, do like you're rolling on rollerblading. So like it's super fun trying new tricks and being with people that are high. Like, 
having a community of women to skate with and having yeah. an awesome, you know, sponsorship that I lucked into and have been invested into and um, feel like I'm really a part of something. Um, and then now that it's unified with rollerblading so much, it's been so much easier to split my time half and half between rollerblading and roller skating. And, uh, you know, so that's where I'm at now. I, I, you know, I never stopped rollerblading aside from when I couldn't do anything, including walk, you know, that is maybe something that could be perceived by others. But like the only time I stopped rollerblading was when I was in a wheelchair for a few years. And, um, yeah. So now as soon as I got back in it and roller skating and the community introduced me to, you know, confidence again and the fact that I could do this and uh and and then I got back on my rollerblades and kept going so I divide my time between the two a lot and I'm in love with both that's awesome I think it's really important uh to have things other than rollerblading especially if you've been doing it for like such a long time just to make things like exciting and new and fresh and there's such like a strong female presence in the roller community so I feel like that's important too and to bring that like feminine energy to the skate park in, in, a, in a different way is, is really cool. So uh, it's something that's definitely noticeable. And it it's, is um, so cool. Yeah, I think so too. It's really cool. And it's like, I'm in like, I live in Long Beach. So it's like, the well, it's like, the, it's like one of the big hubs of roller skating mm-hmm. in California. So, and you know, the oh, yeah. place is not far. Massive yeah. Hub. yeah. So it's, it's, it's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's going to be exciting to see that. At the and now all the roller skater girls are dating the rollerblader boys and influencing <laughs> each other with different yeah. trick ideas. And mm-hmm. now we're at the same events. Like, it's so cool. It feels like being 14 at Camp Woodward again, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It's, it's, <laughs> like it's, with it's, the it's gymnast and the skater, they're extremely yeah, more sadly to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, everyone's just hyped to be there and get better and just like be better people and connect and it's so cool and just like learning new innovative things. I I love it. I love them both so much. I'm glad you appreciate, you know, how Absolutely. the marriage has happened. Um, no, of course. Yeah, like, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, it's and like grateful to the people who've helped that happen. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's like Miguel and Michelle and, and John and Ivy. And there's all these like uh, people, like you said, they're all dating and the kind of cultures are kind of crossing and interacting and, it's going to be really cool to see at the, at the blade cup, um, you know, everything going on there because, uh, there was a big moxie presence at the last one. So that was really fun too. So, um, it'll be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking it was of, huge. Now there's going to be like sleep. four different skate companies there. I was going to say, are you competing in both? Companies, yeah. yeah. I was going to say the same thing. Are you competing in both now? That's what I was curious. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I think I have to, um, like, I think I, you know, and I, I want to, um, and so I was going to do street and mini ramp for both. That's my plan. Um, you know, uh, but, um, I'm a little worried about the schedule being like women's pro in line right before the roller skate street comp, like directly before it. It's going to be a challenge, but I'm up for it, uh, you know, and same with the mini ramp. It's, it's you know, it's going to be like, if you ask me that same question about the differences between rollerblading and roller skating and what's harder, I'll probably have a totally different, more thorough answer right after doing that. But yeah, I guess I'm just going to have to throw my rollerblades off, put on my roller skates and go for it. I just, you know, want to do everything I can and represent the people that are supporting me and, and have fun. 
Yeah, so don't I'm gonna try to do all drink. of it. Yeah, <laughs> just win it <laughs> all. <laughs> don't get to drink water and stretch that day. That's a, that's a busy day. I don't know about that. Yeah, I feel like I, it's impossible to win any of it because I'm doing all of it. But you know what? I'm <laughs> gonna give everything my all. You know, and just have fun. But uh, yeah, no, water is gonna be important. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a busy day. I felt it at this one. I mean, I started like yeah. 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 We'll see what happens. But, it's gonna be fun though. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my thing, and I just I just love how everyone's so different. So um, it's gonna be cool seeing how everyone skates that I haven't even seen before in both rollerblading and roller skating. You know. I'm I'm curious how you answer this to see how much of a competitor you are. Would you rather place second in roller skating and rollerblading or just win first, take it in just one of them? Oh, shit. Austin. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that was a good question. <laughs> um, so, so, so the options are second in one of the roller skating and second in one of the rollerblading or first in one and nothing in anything else? Yeah, exactly. First, just take something and that's it or second in both. Just be like, okay, I did good in both of them. Or you like, I feel like you're just like, you want to win, you know, because you're a competitive background. Yeah, I, 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 I pride myself in um, like that consistency and wanting to like stay on the podium as much as I can and everything that I try because why not do everything all out mm -hmm. I really hope I don't get flack for answering this <sighs> and it's like the most far-fetched option I feel like of all but I, I I want that blading cup victory and rollerblading I've I've never gotten it and that's the one event I've ever tried to win that I have not yet that has a pro women event and I know I'm out of my league in a lot of ways, but I'm in it in some and I want it to be my day. And yeah, I would take that blading cup and I hope that they would do a girls one instead of just a medal of blading cup women's that whatever awesome wood design they have, I would take that shit home and attempt to uh, retire like Tom Brady is from competition because that is the one thing that I have always wanted that I never got. Wow, so you won every other competition? Like you've won a, a, a like I guess everything else? I don't know. Winter Clash, like with women only? Yeah. Okay, yeah, women so, only. Oh, no, and not the X Games, obviously, but that, yeah. that, that got nicked. I got silver and bronze, and that got nicked yeah. early yeah, on before anyway. I started winning. But yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, the Supergirl, the Pow Wow, the Winter Clash. Um, You know, I got top 10 with the bitter cold but that wasn't you know women only it wasn't women yeah. um a whole lot of the asa events yeah the world finals um you know when i've committed my whole life versus five years like these five years have been magical and i and i can't wait to pursue more on roller skating and like you know but like when you've invested your whole life and you never got that one from john julio's awesome cool event that you've always wanted it's the one thing like i i i, I do i want it i don't know if it's realistic but I want it real bad, and I would take that over over anything else. Um, but I'd be stoked on either option. Hell yeah, you know. Yeah, that that win though it would be nice, especially I didn't but know that. You were to say like yeah, yeah. No, nah, that that makes perfect sense. That's a yeah. that's a great answer, and a, and a more than just winning it. There's a perfect reason behind it too. So that that's awesome. That's a good question too. Very good question. Oh, well, thanks, Dan. Yeah, it's a, yeah. 
Um, yeah, let's I'm, get into I, I'm embarrassed to say it, yeah, but it is what oh, it is. Don't be embarrassed. Oh, yeah, don't be embarrassed. <laughs> there was no wrong answer to that question, also. It was just yeah, like a scenario. I want it. It was get, a good scenario. That was a good question. Get that yeah. win. Take, take that win. <laughs> take that win. Um, I got to put in that work. You can just have fun, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of questions, I'm not, a, um, I'm not in that combo. <laughs> speaking of questions, we have a bunch of questions lined up. Should we take some of these? Yeah, we're gonna. Okay. We're gonna open up for questions yeah, if good. you're ready, Fallon. And um, like we say every episode, um, our super chats we split them with our guests, and uh, we prioritize our super chat questions. We'll read them out on the show. Um, while you all are lining them up, who are watching live, we have a Patreon. Uh, yeah, a Patreon question. Uh, for you, Fallon, from Daniel Diaz, who has a, a, what? a, a, a Patreon, Patreon question. question. Yeah, from our Patreon, we open it up for questions um, there okay. as well. So we have a question from oh, da- right Daniel okay. Diaz, who asked, um, "Do you, his two questions? Do you ever regret leaving skating Hi, on pause for other sports in your college years? And what is, in your opinion, the reason why most girls prefer roller skates over inline skates, or vice versa?" Okay, so first question, real quick. So first I can question. Do it. What was the first? Yeah, part? first question was: Do you ever, do ever regret, regret leaving skating or putting skating on pause for other sports in your college years? No, I think that uh, running made me, um, you know, be able to be a pro skater and also get an education and open up the door of opportunity to, you know, the the rollerblading afterlife and you know. Um, uh, which I would wouldn't have had otherwise uh, without without those other sports, um, and it also made me stronger. Uh, it really really helped a lot, and um, with with being able to boost and get big air and and endurance with skating, and so doing it all was was a lot. The only regrets I had were stress fractures, but like I got through them, and I think you know the two sports helped each other more than hurt each other. Now the other one. Why would, uh, or why do you, do I think, uh, females prefer more females prefer roller skating? Roller skating over inline skates or vice versa. Pretty much, I guess what Daniel's asking is why would women choose roller skates over inline skates or vice versa? Oh man. I mean, you know, I, I, I wish I could answer for all women. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for saying in my opinion, um, I mean, like from my perspective, hard to tell i mean there's there's the style element and the the comfort of being among women and not being nervous around men and um you know uh, at a skate park it's a new place and these are adults most people getting into roller skating are adults you know um and then there's cute outfits and stuff and and it's extreme and you have a community so uh, I think that's a big appeal. And then um, I think when people fall in love with rollerblading uh, and when women stay in it, like the bladies community is huge and it's so gnarly with such rich history. And um, and it, I, I think it just depends on their, their skate preference, like what, what kind of tricks they're into and, and what feels good because, you know, um, but it seems like a lot of people like to do both. But yeah, I wish I could answer that question better, but um, I think... I hope I, I answered that, Daniel. 
Yeah, it was all a matter of opinion anyway. So what, there was also yeah. no wrong answer to that too. That was perfect. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. I think, I think I, for, for, for women, it just seems like a more welcoming environment in the roller skating world or more accessible. Just, you know, it's just, uh, and it's cool that feminine energy, like I said, the feminine energy at the skate park is a nice change uh, from when it was when I was growing up when, you know, yeah, it's just to see yeah. so much more of that. Yeah. Um, so let's get into yeah. some of these. Uh, it's funny YouTube when I was questions. filming with Kevin Yeats. Oh, oh, go ahead. No, Sorry. No, uh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Yeah. When Kevin, he and I were filming for his uh, shock video, he was he was laughing because uh, one day, and I never even realized it, because whenever he would land a trick that he was trying, I would run out to him and just, like, hug him and be like, yeah, and, like, be all lovey, you know? And he was like, dude, when I'm with dudes, it's like, yeah, yeah, and, like, like fist bumping and stuff. And he's like, and now I've been skating with you so much that, like, I feel like I'm going to approach one of my homeboys and just, like, give him a big hug, you know? It's just, a di it's just a different energy that's kind of, you know, that, that comes with, with um, being a female. And then, of course, there's anxiety surrounding surrounding being a new person at a skate park. And, and the presence of other women um, can help. I think, I think women get encouraged, you know. But anyway, I just thought it was funny. A funny story with Kevin Yee, who's a total legend, who pointed that out to me. Mm. That how different that's the meeting with someone you know, who's a female versus yeah. a male. And, and of course, there's non-binary and everything. There's a whole other conversation. We don't want to, like, you know. But, yeah, just having that, that for yep. to answer Daniel's question. Yeah. Well, thank you, Daniel, uh, for anyway, the question. Okay, so. that's, that's a really good answer. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get into some of these YouTube <laughs> questions. Uh, before we get into any questions, uh, Raleigh the b Barber says, OMG, Fallon. I was a coach to her in Jacksonville, Kona Skate Park. That's our home park. Ask her about Ronald. Oh, Puerto Rican Ronald. He came in from Puerto Rico out of nowhere with this huge scene and just showed us all what's up, man. He was so good and smooth and influenced our scene. Uh, I wish I... Uh, I knew any more about what he's like now. I've talked to his little brother, um, but hey, Rolly, you know, uh, man, thanks for being a part of my journey, and I'm going to be back there within a few months in Jacksonville. If you're still out there, let's skate together. Uh, and Ronald, if you happen to be watching this, or Alex, his little brother, dude, that dude shreds. He, like, did the um, that RFCC contest as a nobody and, like, went into the finals. That dude's rad. Um if that's what you're asking about him, miss him and I miss you. And dude, Jacksonville's rad. That, that, the skate community killed it. Nothing like Kona either. Nothing mm. like Kona. Um, no, man. It's so crazy. <laughs> Random. Um, Jeremy Dunbar says, uh, who's your favorite current skater? Men, man and or men and or woman. Or non-binary, whomever. Oh Who's God, just just one, or one of each, or one of no, each. I guess. Hard to do. Okay, I guess you could just so, do one, or you could do two or three. All right. Um. Uh, in, in competitions, Montre. Uh, he's so consistent, so powerful, and just 
has this infectious energy, you know, mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. Um, of all time, uh, if I can pick one, is Aaron Feinberg. He influenced me the most growing up, and Don Everett as a female. Um, and then uh, I guess you know people who uh, skate in as a blady. Um, I'm really into the South American scene and, uh, and, you know, team icons, um, uh, who is Montreal? Why is her name slipping my mind when she's such a legend right now? Oh my God. Alexandra or something from Argentina. She's super bad. Uh, but yeah, I guess a single favorite. Um, I I guess Becky Sotelo, Sotelo, whatever used to be Becky Wallace. Um, She's my biggest influence right now currently, um, like, because she's had two kids and somehow she just keeps getting better. And that is so rad to me and makes me want to keep going. So I've got different favorites for different reasons. That's awesome. That's a good list. Good job. I think good choices. Um, okay, <laughs> Thank let's you. see. Sean Michelson says, who do you think will be the next Blady to get a pro skate? Ooh, um, I mean, isn't it kind of long overdue for China? Well overdue That'd for China. Well, In my opinion. Very long, yeah. She should be on like a third pro skate by now. Yeah, she deserves it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. That that I I think. I think China will be and should be. I don't know who will be, but I think she should. That she should be the the, the next girl to get a pro skate. Yeah, that's a that's a great choice and seems like a given, right? <laughs> um... yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but. <laughs> well, this is a good question, Renee Dillon. Uh, worst injury? Maybe a tough question, but interesting one. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, I was, you know, I had a concussion from 19 feet up to my head, like a vert trick stunt that went wrong that was choreographed. Couldn't remember the year for five days, but, Whoa. you know, um, all the head injuries are pretty tough. But the worst injury, of course, it wasn't just that I tore my ACL on the knee injury when I was trying to um, do this wall ride because where it got me in trouble, I saw Brian Freeman do it on Volo like four or something. Um one at three, four, five, he, he wall rid this thing at the De Young Museum to gap over this like 17 stair set. And I thought I could do it if Brian Freeman could do it. And uh, I tore my ACL and um, my, when my knee dislocated, my shin and, and uh, femur slapped together and just shattered. And I tore my meniscus and then uh, got surgery super quick. And 30 days later, there was pus coming out of my knee and uh, it was infected. So there was some sort of complication and then they had to shave out all my bones and my knee and like my shin and my femur in these weird shapes, but I didn't have to get my leg chopped off. So I was in the hospital for a couple weeks um, while they cleared out the infection and figured out what it was. And then, uh, and then I had to do um, a four part recovery surgery over three years where uh, at least 75% of that time I was actually in a wheelchair. So um, that, that's the biggest one for sure. Oof! Wow! And you're still skating. Holy moly! This is that was such a bad injury. <laughs> ah, 
Yeah, I mean, like the injury itself, like maybe it would have been possible to yeah. come back, and then the and the infection. Like, but I moved down to a place with with an incredible doctor here. He's actually kind of famous for like motocross athletes and stuff for fixing these. And uh, I guess he had the magic touch, Dr. Ryu. Shout out, thanks. He said, you know, I don't know if you'll walk without pain again, but my goal is to get you skating again. I don't know if it's likely, but that is my goal, and that's what I'm going to try to do. And hell yeah, you know. And you're going to come back <laughs> so, and take the blading cup. So grateful. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened, you know, but like, but, 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 but that's what I would pick, given that question. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I like this question from... Uh, it, it depends on the course and the day, too. Yeah. Um, I like this yeah. question from Speak of the Devil, Blader Mom Bexo, who asks, what is your favorite place you visited for skating? Oh, Becky! Oh, shit, Becky. Did she know that I talked about her right before she wrote that? Or is that been there? Afterwards, she she did. <laughs> she she sent with a heart and said, oh, honor to make oh, your list. Yes. Aw, that's so rad. Um, my favorite place I've visited to skate or like skate park or skate spot. Uh, she she just said visited Does for skating. Oh, okay. Uh, Barcelona. Um, I loved it. Uh, it was rad. The beach was cool. Um, massages and like on the beach right next to the skate park and just rowdy crowds and that cool Barcelona extreme event and awesome community. Uh, and just the city is incredible. The food is incredible. The people are incredible. Uh, I'd say Barcelona for sure for skating and Nicaragua for a non-skating related trip, which is like one of my ones ever, but yeah. Barcelona is always a good answer for that question. Definitely. Yeah. I know it's so typical. I don't want to be typical, but man, it's it's, it's the bomb. It's so good. There's yeah, a reason it's kind of why. Hard to beat that. Yeah, there's yeah. a reason why a lot of people would say that too. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. we got, we're gonna take a, a couple more questions, and then we're gonna if we can hold you for a second and just watch one of your things on YouTube and and talk about that skating from back then, uh, if that's okay with you. But before that, okay. I just want to say um, shout out once again to our sponsor blank. And if you're still with us and you like what you're hearing, please um, subscribe, like all that stuff. It's free. It helps us. It's free. That's and, the main thing. Um, it's cool. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so Lander, <laughs> Lander has a question. Uh, Lander says, does she have any words of advice for the youth drug awareness? Question mark. Oh, thank you for that question. Is it Lander, you said? Lander, Lander, yeah. Lander, Lander. That was a good question. Thanks for asking that. Um, uh, you know, it, that stupid cliche that a lot of people find out way too late in life and we don't want to hear it is you are who you surround yourself with or birds of a feather flock together, whatever. And if you don't have a choice in that at home, Find yourself a sport, a passion, a good teacher, a good mentor, a good coach, just something to do, a good friend. And and I'm not going to be about like dare, like just say no, like that archaic thing. But when you learn to find happiness without drugs, it's going to be a lot less tempting to start using and to find yourself caught up with a crowd and a family outside of 
your own, you know, your nuclear family, your immediate family, um, you know, and, and, it, and you just get stuck in it. And then there's legal repercussions and you, you don't see that ahead of time. So finding what you love, number one, and hanging out with people who aren't thugs, you know, um, <laughs> who, who aren't trying to just get into trouble and do nothing else and skipping school. Um, and if you do get into it, if you do slip up, reach out for support, be honest with your family because you never know and your friends and it gets you have a rough family because you, you never know who can help you. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's the best advice I can give, but really just find something you love that gives you a rush. Cause then you don't need shit. You don't, you don't need that dopamine through another means. You don't need to numb anything when you find something you love that much to do need that natural high it's all about that natural yeah it sounds yeah yeah it's real man you know it works the same way on the brain the exact same way as drugs do Hmm. and way less consequential way less oh yeah uh we're gonna take one last question from mr ray mendez who says fallon uh what do you think the what do you think the new gen of young lady skaters like at Biolhi Star, nine year old from Korea, and at Roller Skate Twins uh, from Switzerland? What advice uh, would you give them for pursuing so like pro careers? Stoa and the Roller Skate Twins? Yeah. What, what advice would you All give right, them? All right, for Stoa and the Roller Skate Twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, uh, God, I need their advice because they're <laughs> killing it with social media, which is where it's at right now and digital yeah. media, you know, they're killing it. Give me some advice. Y'all, y'all are, y'all are as pro as it gets right now. Um, but it, it, you know, advice to the youngins, you know, I, I'll still remember the day that I met Chihiro Azuma before she was famous. I still have the gift she gave me the day that I met her and like at the Asian X games and her just being a 12 year old, like, killing it and just doing your thing and being patient. And I remember myself at, at, at that young age, just being like, I know, I know I'm as good as these people and I deserve to be there and I want to do the best and like, just keep doing it. Try to be patient, accept that it's going to be an emotional journey. If you really want to be pro and be the best and that's your goal, you know, uh, try your best to be patient. Emotional regulation will come later, but like, you know, just know that you're going to be recognized. It takes time. It takes time, um, but you, especially, oh, God, the roller skate twins and so, uh, uh from Korea, you inspire me so, so, so much. And um, just keep doing what you're doing and be yourself because people are going to recognize, and they already do, and they already appreciate you so, so much. So keep it up. Both, both all of them, actually all three of them are killers on social media and just on skates in general. It's uh, it's so good to, and refreshing to see all these young bladers that are popping up now. And I don't know if they've always been there, but now we only see them from oh, social yeah. media. But it's so cool and inspiring to see all that stuff coming up. So definitely shout out to them. It's so inspiring. Man, they're rad. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's awesome. We, we all didn't see this change happening, and you guys have worked with it. We're all trying to work with it. And, uh, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. And these kids are already beating us at it. Like, well, maybe not you guys. You guys are kind of killing it, what you're doing. But, you know, they they really know know how to, to promote. So it's just, you know, just be your authentic self and, and, and 
you can be influenced by people, but like try to skate the way you want to skate and then people are going to appreciate it because I, I feel like that's how things go most of the time. Absolutely. Great advice. Well, um, I think that's it for questions. If you don't mind, I think, like I said before, we're going to keep you for like another five minutes just to go through uh, one of your old parts. Um, okay. But, but uh, thank you so much for joining okay. us. I actually, I learned a lot on this and I thought thank it was like you. a really interesting story top to Me bottom. Too. And it's really cool to hear like your whole journey and Thanks. look forward to see everything that's going to come forward from you after this and look forward to seeing you at the, at the blade cup as well. But before we let you go at the spring cup, have, uh, that's right. The spring cup. Do you have any um, words of wisdom or shout outs uh, to, to anyone before we, we let you go? Yeah, uh, Roller Warehouse has supported me and my closest ones from the start. Um, my wife is my biggest supporter and fan. My dad, you know, arguably, you know, that, he, that they're, he's up there, but wifey is number one right now. Uh, thank you, Dad, for everything you've done for me. My younger brother for helping me uh, want to be motivated to clean up my life and be me and chase my dreams again. Thanks for doing that almost half my life ago. Well, well a third of my life ago uh, and inspiring me. Um, and 5050 Frames hooks it up. You guys, thank you for putting me on your podcast uh, so much. Jump Street Podcast is so rad and such a one-of-a-kind experience. Um, thank you, BMAG and Ryan Shooty and, and, and Daily Red and Angie Walton for making that cool staple thing we've seen that felt good. Um, man, shout outs are, are, are difficult. Uh, you know, thank you for everyone who tried to knock me down and who has lifted me up because you've all made me a better person. So that's what I want to shout out to. And, uh, and you know, my best friends, um, you know who you are. You've, you've really helped me get through a lot and, and thanks, you know, I, I, I love y'all and I can't wait to be able to do everything that anyone has ever done for me for them. But you know, thank you for being my family. And I'm a Giambo now, just FYI. Yes, I'm Fallon Heffernan, but my name is now Fallon Giambo. Um, and my wife is Carmela Giambo, and I'm a part of a real cool Italian family in Santa Barbara. And <laughs> thank you for, for being my family, being 2,500 miles from home. So awesome. Thank uh, Yeah. And Bont Park Stars for my roller skating support. Yes, they're amazing, and they've stuck with me, and they've appreciated my vision and my job for my job at Aegis Pinnacle um, for um, believing in me and helping me uh, be, you know, a, a kind of real adult and help other people um, and letting me go pursue my passions and take time off for skating uh, and just, I don't know, just believe in it right now. It's all good, man. Things are good, so I have a lot of people to thank, so I'll stop there. Thank you. <laughs> for giving me that opportunity. Found this has been awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show and sharing your story. Um, another positive, awesome episode. People are loving it My too. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We're going to do something else after this. Everyone else, thank you so much for watching. Thank you, Blank, for sponsoring this episode. And we'll see you all in the next one. Peace.